The Versecast is brought to you by Engine. Create your free gaming community website at enjin.com. gentlemen you're listening to the those guys with ships show the verse cast community podcast my name is john abraham i am jimmy croker they call me gleep and we are those guys with ships this is episode 29 of our community podcast and i'm not sure what today is i don't know it's in your mind it might be a day or two after the last time we recorded i don't know to me it seems like about 20 minutes yeah, it feels like 20 minutes to me, too. We must be on a super fast-moving starship. I'm thinking time Time has become a bubble. Cresting a, cresting a black hole, if you will. Well, you know, yeah. starships were meant to fly. Hmm. Mm. It's a Deep thoughts. Nicki Minaj. <laughs> Dude, you, you claim not to like Nicki Minaj, but you keep you going back an there. awful lot, yeah. That song, it's perfect for the org. It needs to be the theme song. No, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. Not, no, opposite what he said. Opposite. Um, Ronald Jenkins, the man. Thank you, sir. Um, Why hasn't he partnered with Nicki Minaj? I'm sure he would love to. Would he really? I, well, Nicki Minaj is huge. Of course he would. Who wouldn't want to uh, partner up with Nicki Minaj for a song? Um, maybe watch one of her music videos? Hmm. Well, I, I'm not giving her any artistic credibility. Oh, okay. I'm just saying she's huge. <laughs> <laughs> so you would just do it for the, the, for the uh, exposure. publicity. Yeah. yeah. There ain't no okay. shame in that game. Nicki Minaj calls me up, wants me to go on tour as her guitar player. I'm, what do you need me to do? What do you need me to wear? I'm on the road. Let's go. No, yeah. If we could get a, a verse cast plug on her uh, her next tour, her tour. That, that'd be great. I just I'd like to give a shout out to all the boys at Versecast. She's British, right? I uh, I, I don't no know. Idea. She's not actually. No. Well, okay. So much for my affected British accent. <laughs> at least I got to use it. I, I appreciated it. <laughs> so at the at the end of the Age of Ultron, there's the guy in the ship. Yep. Again by himself. With, again with the guy in the ship. That guy. He was meant to fly. I miss him already. He was meant I'm, to fly. I'm going to really? go back. Would, I'm going to go back and see him. Do you hear sad piano music? I do. A lot of the time. Mm-hmm. But when Ronald Jenkins plays piano music, it's happy. So please do go check him out at www.ronaldjenkins.com. How was that for a, for that was a, a bring it back around? That was a long way to go for that plug. <laughs> and... um. Our squadron commander, uh, Commander Ace, is uh, still on vacation. He will be back in time for Ace's Flight Academy on Thursday of this week. And it, that would be, what, the 14th? Am I, am I doing the math right? Something like that, yeah. 
Yep, yep, yep. So um, do make plans to come out and join us for that. Uh, but you just have to have to put up with the three of us for this week on on the show. Uh, we hope to have Ace back on uh, again uh, next week. So, all right. And speaking of the org hangar, um, it looks a little bit, or it looks pretty much the same as it did last week. Um, we, Non-existent. Uh, well. <laughs> oh, it's it's real to our, me. It's our, real to me. Damn it! Our, our our org hanger in our minds that we picture that we will eventually have whenever CIG decides to release org hangers. When do you guys think that will be? Do you think that'll be in conjunction with um, the the um, uh, PU beta or PU alpha? Yeah, I, that's a good question. I really don't know. I mean, the thing is, like, is it going to be something that they're going to tie in when they do the big uh, org revamp? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, maybe with the social module, maybe sooner than expected, because we'll be able to, if you think about it, when the social module drops, we should be able to go to each other's hangers. Maybe we'll have an org hanger at that, hanger at that point? Well, yeah, I think... Actually, in the FPS post, they mentioned being able to go into other people's hangers with the social module. Um, right. I don't think it's that uh, that's it's that soon though. I think the actual org hangers where you'll be able to put your ships in a community hangar. I think that's going to be later down the road, probably if not when the PU launches, whatever state it launches in, um, a while after. Yeah, that I I mean I hate to agree with you on that, but it does make sense that that potentially that's going to be something we're going to see after the PU goes live. Well, you know, but we're able to right now in free flight mode share ships. Yeah, you know, so I'm just wondering how much more uh, work on the back end they would have to do to make us be able to share ships when we're not online. I think the permission system is key. What do they call it? Ghost? The ghost right, system? Right, right, right. I think right, right. that's going to be key um, for that type of stuff. I think I will have to see the ghost system go live before the PU goes live. Otherwise, people are going to be stealing each other's ships left and right. The permission mm. system is going to be key. <laughs> I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. Well, so... Whenever, whenever we get it, um, we've got a couple of hull A's to put in there. And um, uh, if you listened to the last show, you uh, might have heard towards the end that I, I did uh, do some melting. And uh, what was left over when the uh, when the the metal all cooled was um, a gladius. So um, I'm thinking in the PU, um, I'm not going to be playing uh, a role that is going to be using the gladius much. So I was thinking, you know. Leave that in the uh, in the hull, or I'm sorry, in the org hangar for folks to uh, to use that are looking to maybe uh, fly some escort missions or something. You know, it'll be it'll be really cool when the hangar system when the org hangar system goes live. It'll be really cool to see because I know like the thing is like I know that there'll be a, at least one ship that I don't use that I'll put in there, and I would imagine a lot of um, org members are going to feel the same way. So it's going to be really cool to, like, like for example, if somebody's out with their Orion and they need to, uh, they need an escort, any one of our new players will be able to jump into a Gladius, uh, mm-hmm. for example, and be able to fly out there and help them out, you know? So the it's going to be really neat to see who contributes what and what array of ships we have in that hangar when it goes live. Yeah. I think it's going to be um, 
it's going to be uh, a lot of fun, I think. You know, yeah, yeah, be, totally. Yeah, it's, I'm looking forward to it. So, and we're still uh, we're working on uh, on a way to to track and share what all these things are. But like you say, a lot of it at this point is dependent upon what the folks at Turbulent and CIG do. So mm-hmm. we're gonna have to have tuned. like an accountant so that they can keep track of the insurance on all these ships. Well, that's, you know, uh, at some point we're going to have to come up with some more bylaws, for lack of a, a better way of putting it, for um, for the org hangar and for the, the, the organization uh, as a whole. And I, I'm guessing that if you're, if you're, because we talked in the past about the org hangar, it's still your ship. You're just, you're committing to having it be there when you're not using it, essentially. Well, so, that's our policy, but it kind of depends on how they implement org hangers. Because if, if it, they implement it in a way that once you commit a ship to the org hanger, like it's the org own it, owns it, owns the rights to it or something. Um, well, I, remember, I remember in Star Wars Galaxies, um, mm. guild halls and permissions, and there were multi-tiered permission levels in that system. I would guess that, I, I, just guessing, that the ship will still belong to you, but if you drop it in the hangar, it opens up more permission um, slots. Yeah. You know what I mean? To where yeah. you're able to, where you'd still, I would think you would still retain ownership of the, the ship, but you now have the ability to, you've unlocked a uh, uh, a permission set that basically says all org members have permission to use this ship while it's in the org hangar. Right. 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 Yeah. So it's, I mean, because otherwise if you tried to transfer ownership or transfer title of the ship to the organization, I mean, they only funded one full-time position for the Arbiters Guild. Is, he would not be able to, he or she would not be able to keep up. Oh God, it would be such a headache. I can't even oh. imagine. Yeah. Bad idea. Bad idea. Yeah, do I that. mean, we've we've got a pretty solid group of people, but I mean, I, I can I can't imagine that every org in in the entirety of Star Citizen ha- doesn't have any bad apples, and you know, I I can imagine that being a huge headache if you lose your admin rights to your ship just because you put it in the uh, org hangar. Yeah. No. No. Let, let, let's pretend that that's not going to happen. Yeah, I can't imagine it would. All right. Well. And speaking of our org, we are now 131 members strong, guys. Brilliant. Mm, that's a palindrome. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's a man, a plan, a canal, Panama. What? A man, a plan, a canal, Panama. That's a palindrome. Listen. That entire uh, sentence? It, yeah. It's the same forwards and backwards. Wow. Wow. I got fancy book learning. <laughs> I, I'm just gonna sit here and be dumb. Do you? Wait, <laughs> you don't know what a palindrome is? No, no, no. I do, oh. but I'm like, don't don't ask me to try and string one together. Oh, I can't either. Mom. Well, you can now. Dad, those are palindromes. <laughs> I, I, I put that palindrome in the org hanger of our minds. So Ooh, you fancy. feel free to you feel free to take it out and use it at cocktail parties or at the mall. Okay. (laughs) 
Well, T'Challa has joined us. He has been hooked on Star Citizen since the Kickstarter. He has all the hangars, a bunch of the ships, including a Hull B, which he just got. He just started listening to the show and thinks we are informative and fun to listen to. So here he Yay. is. Welcome. Now, um, Ozzy H. Isaacs, which I think is just a great name, should have been like a situation comedy in the 70s, I'm thinking. <laughs> Um, He has been listening to the show for a while, decided now is the time to join, and is looking forward to hanging with us in the verse, but um, I'm trying to to add you, Ozzy, but you've got too many affiliates. (laughs) So if you're hearing this, uh, drop an affiliate and uh, shoot me a message, and I'll be uh, be sure to add you. Oh, wow. I I really can't wait until uh, until they expand that. Yeah, John, it's only 10 affiliates. Yeah, but I didn't realize that you could apply for an org and you don't have enough spaces to even join. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, once you uh once you cap at ten, that's it. I don't I'm not a member of any others, so I don't really know how it works. It's hmm. yeah, it's, I have um I have a fair number of uh friends that have created their own orgs and some of them are as small as three and some of them none of them are really all that big. Um I think the Coalition of Lost Smuggler, uh the one that I run, um, from our old Galaxies group is the biggest one. Um, but because of that, I, I'm, I'm maxed out at 10. I can't join any more, uh, orgs right now. And the, the frustrating thing is I can't drop any because they're all my friends. Mm. So I'm just kind of stuck. Well, some friends are more friendlier than other friends. This is a good point. Yeah. Triath Altar joined us, and he is happy to join our org as an affiliate member. Uh, he's been uh, into Space Sims uh, since the old Wing Commander private... Wing Commander. Wing Commander. <laughs> Wing Commander. Privateer days. Um, and uh, he is right now mostly interested in exploring. Um, he has a 315P, an Aquila, uh, and a Carrick. That's a good exploration nice. ship. And there'll be a dock coming out hopefully soon about that. Yeah, and he has been listening to the podcast nearly since we started and enjoyed listening to it ever since. So he's looking forward to flying with uh, some fine guys with ships. So we're looking forward to flying with you too, sir. Bodog joined us. Uh, he is looking for casual guys to play on casual days. So I don't know, is that like on on every every third Friday? Is that casual day? Is that like No Pants Friday or Funny Hat Thursday? No Pants? Where do... You have a no pants Friday. I, I've worked at some shady places. I just you know. Like... <laughs> I'm guessing. <laughs> uh, well, he thinks this is the right org for him, and he's looking to be a crew member. So um, uh, there you oh, go, Jimmy. Hey, I got a constellation that uh, needs a crew. All right, look me up, Bodog. Fantastic. And then Codex Umbra joined us. Uh, he recently found the podcast through a buddy of his, and is hoping to join us for some cosmic epicness across the verse so um, that's going to be uh, we're all looking forward to some cosmic epicness across the verse it's a cool name too codex umbra that's it is i like that name i just it's very spacey yeah yeah very spacey uh he has an aquila package so it looks like he's got uh, he's got the gear for heading across the verse and um yeah, so welcome, all you guys. Welcome, gentlemen. Gentlemen. Yeah. Welcome, one and all. Um, and then uh, this week at the website, we got some more folks joining LD Sands, Condigov, The Kang, 
Hole One, the Swiss cheese, joined us today. So we want to uh, we (laughs) we want to welcome him to uh, the website community as well. All right. Yeah, I was confused by this because I thought it was Holy One, who is already a member, and Mm -hmm. I thought he had like a second account or something with Swiss cheese in it. The Swiss cheese. Swiss cheese. Holy one, the Swiss cheese. Yeah. Is that like a hybrid of Swiss and um, and uh, whiz cheese? Swiss cheese? If you can shoot it out of a can, yeah. Mmm, canned cheese. Mmm, yummy. All right. So, and speaking of uh, the website, we have a um, email address associated with that website. That is comms at versecast.org. And we are happy to um, announce that we have um, received several emails there this week, um, including uh, Fable Junkyard. Um, he uh, had a request for the next Ronald Jenke song. Uh, fall drift so we're going to check that out see maybe if that will um, uh, fit into the mood of the show um, yellow stag uh, sent uh, sent uh, some uh, uh, some fan mail saying that he loves the shorter for- format and he loves bug smashers jimmy <laughs> sorry stag i just it hurts my brain <laughs> so um Odds are he says that this is going... Oh, no, he and he had a question. He wants to talk about um, what the org plans to do when the PU or the PU Alpha launches. Odds are this will require feedback from the community, but he wants to know what our thoughts, our hopes, our plans. So what do you guys think? I think it's going to be... Um, it's going to be interesting to see. Everybody wants to do their own thing. I think to some extent you're going to see um, some org members kind of scatter through the verse. I still communicate still like get together to do things that we may still get together on a thursday and sunday we may do something uh different but i think we're going to see people pair up into crews um i kind of see myself as being kind of an like an alley cat like you know just kind of disappearing and doing my own thing and coming back with a whole bunch of toys and goodies for the for the org or you know jumping in in a pinch when someone needs something just popping in um you know, and then being involved with big org events, like if we somebody strikes gold, so to speak, in, a, in an asteroid field, coming out and, and acting as support uh, in a support role for something like that. So I think what you'll see is you'll see a lot of people um, kind of break off to do their own thing in a way and still group back up for the big events or the big things that are going to happen. I'd be curious to see how many people are going to do um, Operation Pitchfork, too. Yeah, I was I was thinking that that might be a fun thing for us to put a contingent together for to participate in. I mean, do you know is that is that something that we would need to sign up on the website to participate in or I'm pretty sure I haven't done a whole lot of research on it. Um I actually want to. Um and I'm pretty sure that you have to sign up for it. Uh, I don't know what the involvement is or or to what level you have to be involved beyond that other than you know, here's the plan. This is what we're doing. Everybody go and do it. Um, but it, it does seem like it's going to be a, a major um, universe event. So it's probably something that we don't want to miss. Yeah. I mean, if, if it's going to be like a mass invasion of Vanduul space, like I, it's kind of hard to imagine that they would be able to keep us out, you know? <laughs> yeah, I think it would be fun for us as an org to work together right at launch to do something like that. Yeah. Yeah, because um, 
relative to um, to his question, um, I I definitely um, uh, have an idea that I want to uh, with my redeemer and my retaliator. I want to do sort of military type support stuff. Um, I want to you know be able to transport troops. Uh, you know, as we talked before for the FPS module. Um, I'm hoping that there will there will be uh, missions for that type of um, role in uh, in the PU, um, and then with the uh, retaliator, you can transport. Um, it's because of the modularity, you can transport munitions or troops or torpedoes, uh, which you know it comes with stock. So I'm hoping that 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 will tie in with with activities like. Operation Pitchfork, and so I'm really looking forward to being able to do that and participate in stuff like that. I'd say it's a pretty safe bet that we'll, uh, as far as a major event goes, we'll probably all be involved with Operation Pitchfork. And and also, kind of going back to my what I was saying earlier about everyone spreading out, a good thing with that also is setting up outposts, setting up like safe houses, setting up um, trade lanes for the Versecast community, you know? Um, mm-hmm. who's, who's in this sector of the space and goes, oh, by the way, if you're coming through, you know, take, take these, uh, this, these wormholes or, or go through these jump points, um, for safe passage. Or, oh, by the way, if you're passing through here, it's dangerous. I'll meet up with you before you go through that area, you know, um, or I've got a safe house in a really notorious pirate area that you can duck into if you, if you load in and see pirates run to my safe house, hang out there until it's quiet. You know, maybe there'll be, um, you know, maybe there'll be a ship in there, a stealth ship in there that you can scout out the area before you take your cargo and move forward. You know, things like that, I think, are going to be really cool, too, to to see us kind of interstitch ourselves throughout the universe. So is it, do you think it's going to be like Grand Theft Auto where we're going to be able to purchase safe houses or are we going to be required to have a different character for each hangar? I think it'll be, I think it'll be our, I, I'm going to say that I think it'll be our hangar and I think that we will have uh, permission, uh, like again, like like we talked about with Galaxies, we'll have permissions. So, you know, you'll send me an email, hey Jimmy, um, I'm going to be traveling through um, wherever Spider is, for example, I forget what system that's in, um, but I'm going to be traveling through Spider in my whole B um, and I know there's a lot of heat there, so, you know, can I park myself at your hangar for a night and take your um, take your ghost out and just kind of survey the area, and make sure it's cool. And then, you know, like in Eve, you would jump into the system immediately, jump to my hangar before anybody has a chance to really spot you, and then you know, duck in and be safe and kind of scope out the area. And if the area is clear, then you know you can move through or something like that. You know, okay. surely hangers will be instanced though. Don't don't right? call me Shirley. Oh God! You got there before I did. <laughs> oh boy. Um. Uh. Yeah. The, well. Yeah. Uh, um. I would imagine that. Yeah. They absolutely will be. But if you're able to, if you're in a system, you know, and you you can't jump, but you can run to a, an org member's hangar. Um. As long as you've got permission to get into it, then you should be good to go. Yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. So, um, thank you very much. Um. And that is Yellow Stag, isn't it? The Sile Siwek. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what I thought. He okay. has an interesting name. It's it's like a Boba Fett type name. I like yeah. it. Yeah, yeah it's very cool. cool. It's very cool. Well, thank you, Stag. We appreciate uh, you um, uh, reaching out and touching us in our comms link. <laughs> All right. I need a shower uh, now. 
<laughs> Fabled, uh, Fabled Junkyard sent us an email also, um, and he asked, Is Gleep getting the star G? And what is on the chopping block for it? Well, yes, the answer is yes. He is. He did. And uh, pretty much the entire Aegis wing, or not the Aegis, the Anvil wing of his hangar got chopped off uh, to uh, to fund it. So um, <laughs> I have Anvil ships no more. You you are you're gonna run out of ships to melt, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, but you know it's gonna be a heck of a ride between now and then. <laughs> Do you have a fighter at all anymore? Well, the Gladius. The Gladius. So yeah. Okay. Yeah, because the 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 Gladiator Gladiator and the Super Hornet uh, traded even up for the Gemini and the Gladius. Yeah. So funny how that works. All right. And then uh, today, was it today or no? No, it was actually yesterday. Uh, Felix Valentine. Valentine? Valentine. He um, uh, sent us an email asking, um, or actually it was more of a, um, uh, it was a compliment. He says he loves the show, especially um, he loves it when Jonto goes on his rants. He wouldn't change a thing and the new split format is great. So we thank him very much for that. Um, he hasn't got a chance to join the org yet, uh, but uh, he's going to um, at some point. Uh, he has an Avenger and is waiting on an Explorer's uh, ship concept sail that uh, floats his boat. Um, and his question is, if I'm in my ship with my buddy and I log out for whatever reason, what happens to my buddy? He would like to think that the ship stays and that it's there, um, it, uh, that the ship stays in the instance and that his buddy can fly it and take it to his hangar. Um, or, um, but he's concerned, you know, would it instead come up for, become up for grabs? Uh, what do you guys think? I think if the buddy isn't in a bed or a stasis thing of some kind, um, that the ship is going to stay there. Um, and depending on what permissions you've given him, he might not be able to fly the ship. So he'd be stuck there just to run around in circles. Um, hmm. So I think it's it is kind of a risk to have friends on your ship because if you don't have those beds, then your ship is going to be in trouble if you log out. Um, and if it's somebody that maybe you're transporting because they have a bounty on their head, then you're going to have to have one of those stasis chambers that has a lock on it or something. I think we've seen those in the back of the Avenger. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, I think I think it'll if a person is still uh a, awake on your ship that it's just going to sit there. Hmm. Well, I mean, I wonder if by somebody being on your ship, if by default they would have rights to fly the ship. I I think um I I think I've seen some information on that and I think it's I think John the point that John made was was uh what they're planning on doing which is you give x number of permissions to that particular crew member for example if that crew member is only uh the engineer is Scotty then he he has um unfettered access to everything for engineering and then if somebody's a shield operator then they have uh, access to shield to the shield system um, and then I think it scales up from there. I think that you can give people, or I'm assuming you'll be able to give people multiple um, multiple accesses um, up to and including uh, flying your ship. But I would imagine you've got to really trust someone to give them the permission to fly your ship. 
But I mean, what what if like if you get boarded and you you know you you the owner of the ship become incapacitated, your buddy that isn't that that is there um, can't you know repel the boarders and then jump in the in the pilot's uh, seat and fly you away? No, they have to cut off your thumb and put it on the biometric reader. <laughs> yep. Ew. I, I would I would think if you're flying with a tight crew with people that you know and people that you trust, I I would say as a captain that I would give them a, a fair amount of access, and then if we were potentially being boarded, just unlock the ship for the entire crew. Although that could burn you if somebody on the crew is you know working with the pirates. But again, it goes back to you know do you trust the people on your crew, and if so, how much is going to dictate um, how much permission you give them on the ship. Yeah, I just wonder if there's a way to set it up by default because, you know, every time, you know, it's like, hey, come on, jump on my ship, let's go do something. You don't want to have to, like, go through a whole checklist of you get right, these permissions, right, right. you get these permissions, you know. If that if it's like, you know, folks that are in your org or, you know, well, the ghost system. Yeah, is yeah. What, it's, it's, what's for dinner? We need we need a deep dive on the ghost system. We do, we do. All right, well, thank you, Felix, for that. We really appreciate uh, you uh, sending the feedback, and please do join the org. Um, we would love to have you. All right, and then we have another one from Fable Junkyard on the FPS mod and a question for us to discuss. Um, and this was a post on the uh, on the uh, CIG forums. Um, and uh, Jimmy, I think you uh, you uh, uh, popped this in here, um, or was that John that had? It was Jimmy. A take. I think it was Jimmy. Uh, yeah, I think I yeah I definitely popped it in there, um, but I was hoping John would talk about it because. They're basically talking about um, the, the person that posted was, I thought the idea um, was that guns were supposed to simulate or, or be simulated realistically. Um, as you say, with the bullets going uh, where the barrel is pointed, why did you guys include by design artificial spread? Now, John, are you familiar with that from the design doc? No. What is artificial spread? Did, did they, I have no idea. Did it say that they mentioned it in there? Uh, well, that's that's what he's. I, I I just quoted him, um, and that's what he was saying. Is why did you guys include artificial spread? Weird. I don't remember that being mentioned. Hmm. I wonder if that must have something to do with automatic weapons, then, right? If you if you're if you fire off an entire clip, you're you know it's necessarily going to have some sort of a spread. Yeah. Well, I, I, I don't guess. think it. I don't think it has to be automatic. Um. I assume, I, I mean, spread in real life is just based on, uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, basically, the um, the reply, and this was from, uh, from J. Crew, uh, one of the staff members, was um, there's a very small amount of spread to simulate factors we can't simulate from real life. Okay. Um, they still go uh, where they're pointed, uh, just not an absolute laser precision uh, down to the exact millimeter. Uh, we're not talking Call of Duty style bullets uh, or Call of, Call of Duty style bullet bending out of the barrel uh, at 45 degrees on firing, uh, more like a few centimeters um, at a decent engagement range. So that would be the, that would be the answer to the question in a nutshell, um, was just at the end of the day, they couldn't get that um, microscopic and simulating real life. 
Mm. I guess I wasn't even aware that other FPS games were way off in their spread on their it weapons. Makes, it, it, I guess it, it makes sense, though. You know, if if especially if you go further and further and further back um, through first-person shooters, I would imagine um, that it's been a design challenge since the beginning. Yeah, but I mean, every weapon has to have spread, and uh, I mean. The way I understand it is the shorter the barrel, the more spread it's going to have. Yeah. 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 That's that that is accurate in real life. So um, I yeah, I mean, it just seems to me like, you know, it, it's, it goes back to that balance of realistic versus fun, you know, and at the end of the day, you know, it is still a game. It is still being programmed. There are still limitations, you know, no matter how how much further along we've come since like five years ago. I'd like to hear what fabled junkyard has to say about this because he was a marine yeah yeah so i would think that he would know more than i do yeah i'm i am woefully ill-prepared to answer this question <laughs> you know I, i'm just gonna i'm just gonna jump off of this topic just really quickly and say that um i really love the emails that we're getting from people and i love the fact that we're stumped on this that this is out of our comfort zone um, I love the other questions that we've gotten. Um, I think that that if everyone, please send us emails because this really makes the community show. You know, being able to to discuss even when we don't know what the hell we're talking about, being able to discuss your questions is just awesome. Yes, I I agree. I like feeling uncomfortable, <laughs> like I do right now. Turd sent me an email. <laughs> <laughs> You like that segue? <laughs> oh, speaking of warm and fuzzy. Uh, yes, the one, the only, Turd Ferguson uh, sent me an email. I was thrilled. Thank you, Turd. Um, basically, what he sent to me, there's um, on versecast.org, there's an image floating around of me, and it is um, from, you know, the Bill Murray movie poster from Stripes. Yeah. So Army training. Yes. So, Turd... Found a picture of me on Twitter, which I'm totally cool with. I got no problem with that. Um, Photoshopped my head onto Bill Murray's and uh, basically said, um, I will hack your ship. And (laughs) I loved it. It was awesome. I just like, I I love when people do that. I'm a huge fan of Photoshop and um, I love playing with Photoshop. You guys know, I mean, I did the Afro on the... um, on the uh, on the player character for Star Citizen, I did the long ZZ Top beard on another one. I love playing with Photoshop, and so when I see stuff like that, especially something you know based on me and saying I'll hack your ship, it made my whole day, turd. So thank you. But his email was, I sent that, I posted that image before the community post went live, and he's basically saying that now he's terrified and afraid to go to sleep because we made the stripes reference in the last show. So yeah. he posted that image before the show went live, so it was kind of um, fortuitous. Well, no, it's, it's you and your um, your psychic pro- abilities. Y- that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I psychically projected out to the uh, out to the internet that someone needed to do something in regards to stripes. I guess. Yes, and I would like. Speaking of the stripes reference from last week, I'd like to point out that uh, Corey Corey Moon, who is um, uh, was it the handsome devil? Is that is that his yeah. name? Yes. Game? Yeah. He did uh, tweet uh, out that he is in fact the handsome devil, and that he did get my stripes reference. So thank you very much for that, Corey. <laughs> nice. 
Yeah. Speaking of Photoshop, I think Jimmy has had like three or four Photoshops. Like, <laughs> and like me and uh, Gleep over here, nobody's given us any Photoshop love. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. You know what? I think, <laughs> I think that I think we need to put the call out that Gleep, although Gleep is a Muppet, but still Gleep and John probably need some Photoshop love. There are plenty of pictures oh, of Gleep on the internet. There are a lot of pictures of me. He's he's been on Sesame <laughs> Street for years too. Years, years. I mean, there's tons of content there for you to Photoshop. That's right. That's you, melting Gleep. Mm, there you go. Mm. I'd like mm. to see. I'd like to see a Photoshop of you melting your ships and the terror that they they feel. Yeah, there's like it's got to be like a Toontown thing, you know, with the dip, <laughs> Gleep melting his ships. I don't know, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. got got to be something. There's got to be something. I myself do like Jessica Rabbit. I'll just put that out there. Who doesn't? I why? Know. Why wouldn't you? That's kind of the point. <laughs> Ah, well, yeah. But uh, right. there, there will be a link in the show notes to uh, Turd's magical, magical work. Oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> hey, and just like magic, just, it appears. Just placed. Fantastic. All right. Well, uh, speaking of iTunes, guys, we did get a couple more five-star reviews. Nice. Yeah. Uh, from Kirk Black, we got great show. Love this show. It's like hanging out with my inner 12-year-old. Lots of good ideas and info about the game in an informative, funny setting. A must for any Star Citizen backer or if you're just interested in games and want to learn more about the development of Star Citizen. Thank you, sir. The show is and more mature than I thought it would be. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're getting darn close to puberty. Nice. <laughs> Um, and Chopman AA, who I believe is also, he's Ace also, right? He's the, he's the alternate Ace, right? Yeah, Ace Ambrot or something. Yeah. 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 So AA doesn't stand for alternate Ace. No. No, that's too bad because that was going to be real convenient. Right, anyway, well, he said, great way to keep up, keep up with the verse. Let's me keep up with what's going on in the verse and get other people's opinions on the haps. Great show, not to mention the very porridge group of fellas involved in making it. That's oh, us. I, I love it so hard, man. Everyone's talking about porridge. Yep, 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 yep. I love the porridge. And I didn't hear I didn't hear back from Ben Lesnick after last week's show. I was sort of hoping, uh, you know, that he would jump on the porridge train and uh, show us some love. Ben, ben will Ben will come to us one day. One day Ben will come to us. He will he will see the majesty that is those guys with ships first cast. I, I hope so. I hope so. Well, and speaking of versecast.org and the forums, uh, Jimmy, what's um, going on? Lots of uh, lots of interesting bits and uh, and uh, trinkets and baubles culled from the internet. Um, actually, I'm going to save the best for last and uh, talk about Versecast uh, after I talk about uh, some Twitter and some official RSI. Yay! So from uh, Twitter, at uh, GrayHeadedGamer. We all know GrayHeadedGamer. Um, mm -hmm. If you don't know GrayHeadedGamer, you should get to know him. Um, mm. He has, uh, what is it, Star Citizen Island? Is that what he calls it? 
Where does this guy get those assets? How does he do that? I think he gets them from the Hollow Viewer because he made reference to that. But there are two posts he's got up right now that people should go check out. Um, if you don't know Grayheaded Gamer, basically what he does is he uh, he takes the ship models, the very basic gray box, if you will, and puts it into Engine and does little YouTube videos, so you can actually see what a hull sea looks like to scale um mm -hmm. it's a great little sneak peek at ships that haven't come out yet and the two that are floating around right now and we'll have show links uh, for these as well is he does uh, a look at the hull sea and he also does a starfarer size comparison and he's got the starfarer next to i believe it's a uh, a hull a hull series ship and also the constellation um, and he does just a fantastic job with them. Um, really cool stuff. If you're not familiar with them, definitely go check them out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then, of course, from the hashtag, uh, the hashtag being TG, TGWS, those guys with chips, uh, Umaroth asked, um, continuing uh, from my unanswerable question, uh, in zero G, will bullets continue straight or... Uh, without dropping off uh, more recoil, and will there be more reco recoil as a result? So, uh, you guys have any thoughts on that? It would have to, wouldn't it? Um, I would imagine that, yeah, there won't be any drop-off, but I, I would guess that, that it's going to hit something at some point, yeah? Um, well, I don't know. The universe is pretty big, and you, most if, of it's empty. If you fire a bullet out into space, you think it's just going to keep traveling until it goes to a planet and then hits a small child? <laughs> well, let's hope not. <laughs> let's um, hope it, it hits I, a pirate. I think, there's, I think there's enough like space dust and stuff that an object just can't go forever. It's going to hit something at some point. Yeah. Now. We need an astrophysicist. Does anybody anybody have yeah, one? We do. Yeah, we um, do. I don't. I mean, somebody get Neil deGrasse Tyson <laughs> on the phone. Yeah. Uh, the second part, uh, more recoil as a result. Um, I don't really understand why there would be more recoil in zero G. Well, if you're in zero G and you get pushed back, um, you know, when you fire your weapon, there's no gravity for you to balance yourself with. You know what I mean? So, like when you fire a gun in, in real life. You get that recoil, but if you were to fire that gun in real life in zero g, you wouldn't have any way to stabilize yourself. You'd basically fly backwards. Okay, so it's not a matter of more recoil. It's just the fact that you have nothing to compensate with. Right. Yeah. Yeah. R really, the core of the question, I think, is it isn't that there's more recoil. It's just that the recoil, um, there's nothing to counter the recoil. Yeah, and I think that is going to play into it. Um, if you're firing your weapon and you're not grounded um, or against a wall or anything. Um, it's going to push you back. Yeah, I, I, I would think in Seda Ball, it's not going to be as bad with the grappler, with the grapple no. and with the, um, you know, with the stun aspect. Um, I would think that given the way CIGs, uh, their attention to detail, that there'll be more of that with weapons when you, like when you cut gravity on, um, in the actual, uh, combat arena. Uh, you know, if you're using a heavy weapon, I would imagine that you're going to get a little bit more uh, recoil than if you're using a pistol. Well, yeah, that probably would be an advantage for an energy weapon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's a good point. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, that that would probably be a huge advantage over a ballistic weapon. But how's it going to affect the spread? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> 
Oh, and then, um, and then uh, also from uh, the uh, those guys with ships uh, hashtag uh, TGWS. Please uh, use that. Use that, guys. Yeah, Please. yeah, yeah. Um, Dan Monty posted a picture of a uh, real life picture of his constellation and Rifter starship models. Which, you know, I've got a um, I've got a constellation model. I've got a YT twenty four hundred. I've got a Slave One. I've got an X wing. I got a Tie Fighter. I got a um, a uh, Serenity. So I am a huge fan of the ship models. But what game is the Rifter from? Because I'm not familiar with it. I didn't recognize it either, but it looks like it's from Eve. Oh, oh. okay. Interesting. That makes sense. I um I uh Dan, if you're listening, I'd love to know where you got the Rifter model, if there's some place that does like, you know, custom uh ships because there's a couple more uh, star citizenships I would love to have. Mm. If you had, yeah, you uh, think you with... could probably have them 3D printed from the yeah. the models from the hollow table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, totally. But I, I don't want to pay. A, well, I yeah, I guess I do want to pay to have them, you know, 3D printed. But I want them painted and stuff too. I'm lazy. I just want to take it out of the box <laughs> and have a ship. I don't want to do any work. Well, they do have colored 3D printers. Oh, I actually, okay, yeah. I actually just saw one the other day. It's pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. Then uh, over at the official RSI forums, um, you know the forums, uh, and, and this is something I don't. I think generally speaking, we don't want to get into. But you know, the general forums have been awash lately with the you know is CIG greedy? Why do they have LTI on on the uh, Starfarer G? Blah blah blah. I don't think any of us really care to get involved with that. I think at the end of the day, you know, we all know that this is CIG's model. It's working for them. Keep putting ships out. Keep putting content out. We'll keep buying. We'll keep funding the game. You know, that's what we want to see. We all want to hit $100 million. We all want the best damn uh, space sim available, you know. But um, the post that ever, yes. Thank you. Uh, the post that I found the most interesting or amusing was um, a guy named Grimbot posted in general. Uh, the 20 important questions that no one is asking, except me, because I'm a genius. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes on to list 20 insanely bizarre questions uh, that, you know, that granted, none of us have thought about. And I believe that they are questions that need to be answered. And I would recommend the link will be in the show notes. Go check it out. But I'm only going to ask Gleep to answer one question. Yes. Will space cats have spacesuits so we don't feel bad for them when the gravity goes down or the hull's breached? My space cat will have a spacesuit and it's going to be nice. Will it have a giant bubble head so it can see all around? It will have a perfectly proportional bubble head. Will, it won't be giant, nor will it be too small. So It'll will, be just right, like will, porridge. Will the helmet be like a cone of shame? Oh, you mean one of those e-collar things? Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 like an e-collar. Not, not for my space cat. My killer attack space cat looks great. Nice. <laughs> well, will, will your killer space cat's claws be able to go through its um, kitten mittens? Yes, yes, he will have. <laughs> well, he'll have like you know, like adamantine um, uh, Wolverine type claws. Nice. He's going to be a raging space kitten. He is, but he's going to have a soft, cuddly side, too. Aww. That's adamantium, by the way. Yeah, that, too. 
<laughs> and <laughs> and he's not going to need a space cat box either. Oh, okay. Are you going to have like some sort of like um, area that like sucks it into like space, like a like an airplane bathroom? No, it's going to be just like they had on Dune Desert Planet, where all of the secretions are filtered yeah. through the suit. The still suit. Are, yeah, the still suit. Wow, you've given a lot of thought to your space cat suit. That's that's what I think about. But here's the thing, though: your, your space cat's not going to wear a spacesuit all the time. That would that would be like you wearing a spacesuit all the time. So if your space cat's not going to have a spacesuit on all the time, where's it going to go to the bathroom? What are you going to do about that? This is a problem. You've got to figure it out. <laughs> Me and my space cat suit wear our space suits all the time. Wait, Ooh. no, that didn't come out right. I'm wearing my spacesuit right now. I can't even imagine how stinky that would be when you eventually take that spacesuit off. That, you see, there's the solution right there. You don't take it off. <laughs> oh, my God. You just hose it out. Oh. <laughs> and from the Versecast uh, website, uh, over at uh, the general forums, uh, Hardpoint uh, posted uh, Oculus Rift uh, ship date announced. Uh, first quarter 2016. Uh, thoughts on the Rift. Thoughts on the Vive. Um, and what are you guys' thoughts on, on Oculus and Vive, and, and how do you feel about that and how it's going to relate to Star Citizen? Which one's the Vive? Is that the uh, Steam? Yep. Yes, the Valve. Valve, yeah. Valve. Valve, oh, yeah. Okay. Hmm. Is, is that going to be for Steam games only? or I, I would That's assume a good question. that there's going to be some kind of standard for VR um, so that these devices can just hook into any game that supports vr Uh um at least that's how i hope it'll be um when you think about it they're really just taking they're they're putting the same inputs in it's just you Mm -hmm. know your head moving around um so i hope that's the way it's going to work that that was a concern of mine when i was uh posting on this thread um, that the Vive may just only work with Steam games. Right. Um, and maybe Star Citizen will support the the Rift more. Um, it's really... It's going to come down to that when I buy one. Because I do, I do want one of these. Uh, so hopefully the Vive and the Rift are going to be sort of universal... Now, those are the only two real players, right? Like, I know you've got, like, yeah. the phone uh, the phone ones, and then you've got, um, you know, the AR stuff that's, uh, or the augmented reality stuff that's coming out through Microsoft, but that's really, the AR stuff really doesn't come into play here at all. Um, no. So, really, those are the only two players, then, um, the, the Steam one uh, and uh, Oculus. Yeah, um, <clears throat> the Samsung one is, like you said, just for phones um, right now. Uh, and then the Microsoft HoloLens, um, that one is alternate reality, so that just overlays stuff inside the real world. Right, right, right. Um, but uh, Sir Ravi actually brought up a pretty cool point in that thread. Um, he said that he didn't want to have to wear a helmet and be disconnected from the real world. He likes to use his monitor, um, but he would be interested in the HoloLens um, so that it could pop up like HUD elements like on his desk. Oh wow! I didn't even think about that. That's a really Ooh. good idea. Yeah. Ooh. Which yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. 
Yeah, for you know, like for the the folks that have are building like a virtual cockpit at home, yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah, 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 totally. Then then that stuff would wow, yeah, no, then it would literally be um just like the the HUD in the game because it would be on for lack of a better term a visor. Yeah. Hmm. So are you guys thinking you're going to um uh or John, I don't know, Jimmy, I don't know if you've said if you're in or not, but I mean, do you think you're going to jump in first generation or do you think you're going to wait a while? I think I will wait for reviews and, you know, YouTube videos saying how it is, um if it really is that immersive and um if it actually works and stuff. Um I might pick up the first generation. It just depends on what people are saying about it for me. Yeah, from from me, um, I my wife is getting one. She's already told me. She's like, I'm I'm getting an Oculus. Uh, she's like, so I, so I'll be able to kind of play test it and see how I feel about it. Um, couple of concerns. Um, from the basic, which is the the issue that I had with um, uh, with uh, the tracking software. Mm-hmm. was that the camera turned but my head didn't turn so my hud was still looking forward while my head was turning to the right and to the left i don't expect that that'll be a problem but it is something to think about when they're um making it compatible it can't just be a camera turn it's your your character's head has to turn with whatever vr uh whatever vr headset you're using mm-hmm. um and then the other thing for me um is weight you know, having that on your head for five, six, seven, eight hours, and um, also potential nausea. Yeah, that's the thing that concerns me the most is because um, I guess the tolerances are, are pretty pretty fine that uh, it only takes a little bit of slop to really make you nauseous. Yeah, or I get it depends on the person. I guess for some people, they're some people are more sensitive to that sort of thing. Well, and there's adjustments for it too. But you know, the thing is, I, I happen to be a bit sensitive for that. Uh, to that, like mm. I, roller coasters, and I don't get along. Hmm. Well, I mean, I wonder how much of that sensitivity adjustment is going to be with the device, and how much has to be with the game. Yeah. Now, I used um, an Oculus uh, for. Um, uh, I'm having a brain fart right now. Um, what was the the sci-fi movie that just came out where they they traveled in black holes? And thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, there was a um, a demo of the Oculus for Interstellar, and it allowed you to basically kind of float through the ship. Mm-hmm. And um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was really cool. I didn't get motion sickness, which I thought was great. Um, it, you know, it was pared down. I mean, I don't. I think they had it basically set to the highest setting to keep people from getting motion sick sickness um but so that gave me a little bit of hope uh so yeah i'm curious about it i mean i love the idea of putting a headset on and completely immersing myself into the star citizen universe but you know there's yeah there's other things to take into to, to consideration like i said weight and, and motion sickness so well we'll see well i think those two things are what they've been working on the most um, yeah, that makes sense. Because the latency is what causes people uh, motion sickness. Um, so I think pretty much all this time they have been trying to get that latency down. Uh, mm, okay. And, I mean, they've got John Carmack, so uh, you would think that if anybody could do it, it's him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, it'll be interesting to see. I'm I'm very curious. Um, I'm excited about its potential. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm definitely going to give it a try when it comes out. 
Yeah, I'm 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 going to I think I'm going to wait. Um I think I'm going to wait for at least I think I'm more interested in getting and spending that that money on a 4G monitor than I am mm. on the 4K. Uh, yeah, 4K. K, K's are better than G's. <laughs> that is not true. Star G. Oh, that's true. Is, I is think um I think if the Oculus doesn't work for me, I think I'm going to go three monitors. You see that now that's I have three monitors now um oh. and and I'm not loving it too much with the Star Citizen. It really? does not it does not not does not support the Nvidia surround too good. Um but um, it for the Elite Dangerous, it it works wonderfully. Um, well, that's probably just CIG. They they probably it's probably not t- at the top of their list to implement that stuff. To, yeah, to make it make it more user friendly. Yeah, Star G is not happy. No, that should be on the top of their list. <laughs> Keeping Star G happy. That sounds kind of janky though. Trying to do 4K on the main monitor and then like 1080 on the sides. No, I would uh I would go to one monitor. Oh, just one four yeah, yeah, K? Well I would yeah, I would have one four K monitor. If I could split it out, um and have one four K monitor and then maybe um other monitors for, you know, stuff like mumble and yeah. you know. Nice. But if not, just go to one monitor. I really um, want one of those really wide curved monitors. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Oh yeah, those are cool too. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's definitely um, also something on the list to check out. Yeah, and then um, over at the uh, over at our Star Citizen uh, page, uh, somebody helped me with this. Kalep Kalep helps seven fifty seven. Kyle Phelps. Oh wow! <laughs> Holy cow! Oh, Way man. to go, Jimmy. Man, that's I'm usually the one that does yeah, that. Yeah, I know. That was terrible. I'm just going to go home now. You see how that oh, wait, feels? I am home. You see how it feels, man? It's like a Kryptonian <laughs> name or something. It hurts, doesn't it? It hurts. <laughs> oh, it does. It burns precious. Kyle Phelps, 757, um, posted an interesting uh, article or an interesting uh, thread about the uh, Anvil Crucible uh, and its potential. Now, Gleep, we all know your your burning desire to melt ships when new ships come out. <laughs> uh, burning, yeah, I get it. Yeah. What, what do you think of uh, the potential for the Crucible? And um, I, there's a li- there'll be a link in the show notes, not only to the thread, but also to the RSI post, uh, the letter from the chairman, where he goes into detail about the Crucible. Um, I, I, I'm not. This does not flip my skirt. Really? A flying toolbox doesn't do it for you? No, not so much. Not so much. I'm surprised. Yeah, I'm I'm not handy. I'm not handy. (laughs) Well, for those that don't know, the basic concept of the ship is that it is a flying mechanics toolbox. And uh, they're talking about the side of the ship opening up and allowing for you to, to work on larger ships in either zero G or locking the gravity down. Um, I, I think it's an interesting ship. It's not really my bag, but John, do you have any any thoughts on on flying the Crucible? I think it sounds fun. I might be interested in uh, uh, being crew on one. Have either of you guys played Car Mechanic Simulator? No, no. Someone actually, it's funny. Somebody actually referenced that in the thread um, as a potential, you know, design type for the Crucible. Yeah, I watched that video. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was actually Mr. Kyle Phelps. Oh, wow. Oh, he's got the... Oh, Kyle. Okay, Kyle's got the link in there. Yeah, he does. Or Kyle Lephel... Shut shut it. <laughs> shut it. I'm never going to hear the end of that. Oh, God, it just it feels so good to be on the other side. Talk oh, about God. talk about overanalyzing something. <laughs> I don't think... There's hidden meaning. Have I done that yet? I must be um, the resident linguist. You must be, yeah, because I was kind of waiting for you to save me on that one. <laughs> I no, I knew what it was because I've seen him in the forums before. Um, so <laughs> I was waiting for you to try to figure it out. No, I no, I think it's it 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 seems like it it could be a profession that will make you a lot of money, you know, or you know, depending upon how they design it and how the the economy mechanic uh, is set up. It could either be a, a very lucrative profession, or it could, um, you know, be like a big, you know, not lucrative profession. Well, I think well, it'll be very important um, if we're in some kind of battle, uh, have a crucible standing by uh, when people get damaged so we can go back behind the line or <laughs> right 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 yeah no no that's, that's an actual yeah that's 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 a pretty accurate statement i mean if you take so much damage that you know you need to head back i mean somebody somewhere some somewhere along the lines your ship's got to get repaired yeah um it, one thing that kyle mentioned was um you know wouldn't you be able to just kind of limp back to a planet to get repaired uh right. he's he's saying that he thinks that it may be a very rare uh a rare ship but the thing to keep in mind is that, you know, and he also talks about this, if you're dead in the water, you know, if you're an explorer and you're dead in the water and you can't head back, or it's going to take you forever and a day to go head back, it's going to make sense for you to send out a crucible that can get to them quicker than they can get back to planet side. Yeah. Right. You know, have you so, guys, have you guys played Midnight Club? No. Really? Is that oh. a Rockstar game? It is. It's the Rockstar Racing yeah, game. Yeah, I've never played but anyway, it. anyway... Whenever you go into the garage, it makes noise like a like an impact driver or nice. a, a, an air wrench. So if if the Endeavor does or the Crucible does that, then yeah, give it a <laughs> those sub. things are fun. I um <laughs> my my mind's eye pictures a really cool ship. You know what I mean? Like just with lots of um, tools and things hanging everywhere and and um, very uh, utilitarian. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm really interested in seeing again. This goes back to the ships like the Starfarer and the Hull series um, and the Orion, the the ships that are not combat ships. I love the non-combat role ships. They're they're I think CIG is doing an amazing job, uh, an amazingly creative job with bringing these non-combat roles uh, into uh, ship design. You know, mm-hmm. they're not making it like. A character is a mechanic, and he's leveling up mechanic repair skills. That's got nothing to do with it. It's about the ship, and the ship is a, a is designed to repair other ships. Well, when I was mm. looking at the Starfarer update post, um, I was just looking at the ship, and it just astounds me how unique and just incredible they can keep designing these ships. Like yeah. every new one that comes out, it's so unique and it's just so expertly designed. And you just, you don't expect that. You don't, you don't think mining is a sexy profession. And then you look at the ship and then you look at the design doc and it's like, I want to be a miner. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, but yeah, um, and, and the same thing for the cargo hauling too. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. You don't you don't think that's a sexy profession, but then you see the ships, and it's like, oh yeah, no, I can see myself doing that. It's like they have a different team working for each in-game manufacturer. Well, they they've said as much. I mean, I don't know if it's that. I don't know if it's that specific, but they have said that they are their their whole design um, concept for everything they're doing in game is that it's got its own life. They were even talking about that with the Moby glass. That each like the different manufacturers of different Moby glasses will have different looks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's a it's a really smart strategy, and I mean they've really knocked it out of the park with every ship. That they've released, you know, from the combat ships like the Vanguard, um, you know, to the Orion and the hulls. And uh, the Crucible, I don't, I don't think is going to be uh, any different. You know, I'm excited to see what that ship looks like. And I'm excited to see, you know, who decides to get one and the role it's going to play in the org for sure. Well, it can partner up with uh, with a Starfarer and you have like a, a real fill-in station, you know. You could have yeah. Goob. Goober and Gilmer, <laughs> you know. That's t- yeah. yeah and right at, like out in the middle of like nowhere space, a little podunk. Uh, refueling and repair station. Yeah. Golly. Judy, How much is it Judy, 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 Judy. How much is it for the repairs? How much you got? Oh, we're friendly. It's like, hello, hello. We'll, we'll do it on credit. I, my gym neighbors has failed me. What is uh? What does your sheriff think of your business practices? Mechanic flips out of this wallet. It's got the sheriff badge. Vacation? <laughs> Anybody? National Lampoon's Vacation? Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, maybe, maybe some week we should synchronize all of our obscure references before <laughs> we should, the show. We should send them ahead of time and make sure we all watch the movies. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. or, or television shows from the nineteen sixties. Yeah. yeah, but um, yeah, that's um, that's all the uh, chatter from around the interverse. Uh, all the links are in the show notes, and if there's something that anybody finds out there that they want us to talk about. Send us uh, an email over and a link over at comms at firstcast.org. Yeah. So, um, what have, you know, guys, I, God, I've been busier than a one-legged guy in a butt-kicking contest. <laughs> that's, bu- that's busy. Yeah. Although that would uh, be so pretty easy in zero G. It would be different. Um, <laughs> so, I have not been out to play at all. Um, what, what has the, the group been up to? We killed it last night. We we got to we got to eighteen. John, you've gotten eighteen a couple of times, right? In Vandal Swarm. Yeah, but I've never lived through it. Yeah, we were on fire. I think one of the things that really helped was in this patch. Um, now in Vandal Swarm, each target has a number next to it. So you know you've got Hunter One, Hunter Two, Hunter Three. You've got Alpha One, Alpha Two, Alpha Three. Um, so we were able to call targets last night. And that made all the worlds difference. Yeah. I mean, we and we just tore through it. I'd never gotten to eighteen. I'd never finished Vandal Swarm, and I I died once, and it was in level sixteen. It was wow. we all. Uh, I think Hardpoint was with us, um, and all three of us didn't die a single time until level sixteen, and then we all yeah. we all died, um, just because <laughs> yeah. we were all sort of beat up, um, and then. We made it to level 18. It it went by so fast. I think the whole game was like 28 minutes long or something. Yeah, yeah. I th- well, that's I, pretty fast. I think it's a combination of um, numbering the targets um, and Ace's Flight Academy, honestly. Uh, I mean, I haven't had a chance to, to participate in Flight Academy, but I've been picking his brain and I've been really concentrating on improving my flight skills. 
And I think across the board for all of us, it really shows. I mean, I, I we did a fantastic job with Vandal Swarm last night. Yeah. And it, it was cool. fun uh, playing that, that final wave, uh, especially since my ship was not on fire when the wave started. <laughs> yeah, it's always, that's always a good thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was, I was impressed with all of us. I, you know, I, I've never, even with like stag or ace, I've never made it that far with that many lives. So now granted John was flying a super Hornet, but, um, I, I, he might have a new title and it might be arena commander master. No, <laughs> His, you you had the top score. You had the it's... not only did you have the top score in uh, Vandal Swarm, but you had the highest kill rate when we did um, when we did Squadron Battle. Yes, I don't I don't know what was happening. Stag said you he was killing getting it. That's what lag. was happening. Somehow I had more kills than Stag. I don't know what was going on. You were raining down fire with your Super Hornet. That's what you were doing. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's just he's the natural. It was um it was a good time last night. Um uh the uh load between screens was faster. Um we were very well organized. We all flew well. Um very few crashes. I think um I think Iron Man had a couple of crashes. I think there were there were a couple of other crashes floating around, but generally speaking, um it was a very smooth uh it was a much smoother and much more enjoyable experience uh going out and about last night. Yeah, I didn't have any crashes or freezes um yeah there were some hiccups like there's still issues when something is loading into the game um it will like lag for a second which is irritating um and there was some what seemed like server latency like for some reason stag was just going all over the place uh but i mean i'm i'm pretty happy as long as my client doesn't crash although I think I had to reload my client for some reason, and typically when you do that, everybody's like, "Oh man," because it's going to be like five or ten minutes before they get back into the game. Right, right. But I right. reloaded, and it just—it's like shows the the splash screen, and then the hangers there. Like it's literally just a few seconds now, which wow, it's it's That's yeah, it's cool. fantastic. Very cool. Well, they've, they've said that we're going to start to see the game come together a lot quicker than anybody thinks. Um, and I think that's a valid point. I mean, you know, yeah, Star Marine's behind in its release, and I'm sure that the social module will be behind in its release, and I'm sure that the PU will be behind in its release. But I think that we're, we are going to start to see things like faster caching, um, more stability, um, better... Um, better um, uh, group, uh, better grouping. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, better server capacity. Um, I think that there's going to be a lot of stuff that we're going to see in the next, you know, three to six months that are not necessarily big newsworthy items, but they're all going to be stability things that they've been working on forever. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And, uh, John, you, you guys got some planet side in last night too. Yeah. We, we, uh, jumped on in the afternoon, played a bunch. Um, and then we also played some after the Star Citizen meetup. Uh, I think we had seven guys for Planet Side. Um, cool. So yeah, it was a lot of fun. We captured a ton of territory, um, and then we kind of got stuck, and then we kind of jumped off and did something else. But um, yeah, Planet Side is 
is still fun. I I'm thinking maybe next weekend I will subscribe uh just because I feel like the uh, Star Marine is still a ways out. Um cuz we we're, we're still having a lot of fun with uh Planet Side. Um well, if St. Murphy has anything to say, the minute you subscribe, they're going to drop Star Marine. I know. Marine. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The the minute that I download and install Star Marine or um, uh, Planet Side, Star Marine will go live. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Well, you guys should suck it up for the community and just go ahead and do that then. <laughs> um, earlier yeah. in the week, we played some Payday Two with Iron Man and Fable Junkyard. Um, so oh, that cool. was that was pretty fun. It's actually it's actually a pretty good game. Uh, to sort of do some ground squadron tactics because uh, you do have mm-hmm. to work together as a team to uh, get the loot out of the location whatever you're doing um, so yeah payday 2 planet side 2 lots of 2's games with 2 after them star citizen 2 eventually 1.2 no <laughs> 1.2 that one yeah, you see how that? Whoa, man! The universe is all in synchronicity. Do you think there will ever be a Star Citizen two? I, I I would say that you know we will all be much older. You figure if the, <laughs> if the shelf life of a game is is of a, of a successful MMO is what ten to fifteen years? Yeah, we'll all be a lot older. We'll be doing much shorter podcasts because none of us none of us will be able to sit that long. <laughs> All right. Well, coming up uh, uh, this week, uh, more of the same uh, Those Guys with Ships Fun. We're going to have Ace's Flight Academy on Thursday of this week, on the 14th. And then again, uh, next weekend, we will have a Sunday meetup, uh, 6 p.m. on the Pacific uh, time zone, Pacific Coast. And um, um, Ace's uh, usually gets a little bit later start, 7 p.m. on uh, Thursday evenings. So... Uh, if you're hearing this and you want to come join in the fun, please do come check us out at versecast.org. There's a big orange button that you click on it and it tells you how to join. Orange buttons. Don't <laughs> touch the giant red button. But the orange one's just fine. Yes. Don't fear the orange button. Seasons don't fear the orange button. Hey, Gleep. It's blue. Blue Easter Cult. Yeah. Hey, Gleep. Yes. Yes, John. If you wanted to create a gaming community website, where would you mm-hmm. go? Hmm. Let me think. I go to Engine. Engine.com. It's a good choice. For all my site hosting needs. It is a very good choice. You should support them. We do. They support us. Support us by supporting them. See how that works? Yeah. And then also, please, support Ronald Jenkins. Check him out at www.ronaldjenkins.com. He gives us all his music to use for free. And that's very, very cool. We appreciate it. Support me. I need the help. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Tweet me at House Gleep or email me at gleep at versecast.org. You can find me, Jimmy Croker, on Twitter at Jimmy Croker. Uh, you can find me in Star Citizen. My name is Ajax Wilhelm, and my handle over at RSI and at versecast.org is Jackson, J A X S U N. 
And uh, email me at uh, jimmy at versecast.org. You can find me on Twitter and Steam and RSI and Versecast at the only Jonto. That's like Tonto, only with a J. You can email me at John. Face Kimosabi. You can email me at John at versecast.org. You can email the show at comms at versecast.org. That's C O M M S. I think some people might have been having problems with that, but it doesn't matter because it's a catch all email. So no matter what you send it to at versecast.org, it'll find its way to us. Uh, mm. If you want to be even more bigger part of the community, you can join our Steam community. Uh, group is what it's called, uh, which you can find at steamcommunity.com slash groups slash Versecast, uh, where we have a bunch of guys with ships, over 70 members, uh, so you can see what people are playing, what games they have, uh, just an easier way for people to group up. Um, I think a few people are picking up GTA 5, which I also have. Uh, hopefully we could get a group together to play that because I've been looking for people to play that with because online mode is pretty awesome in that game. Um, and online heists, I hear, are really cool too. Uh, so if people have GTA 5, you should add me on Steam. Uh, you can tweet at Versecast on Twitter uh, where we will follow you back. And we also use the hashtag TGWS. Uh, to find other cool Star Citizen tweets, so append that hashtag to your tweets, and we will favorite and retweet and other Twitter things. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All them Twitter things. You can join our organization at robertspaceindustries.com slash org slash versecast. We are those guys with ships. We would love to have you. You can find us at versecast.org where we have our podcast links and stuff so you can show it to your friends. Uh, we have forums and a 50-slot mobile server that you can use to play games with your friends and talk to them with vocals. It's great. <laughs> Please leave us a review on iTunes. Search for Versecast. will be the only thing that pops up because we have a really unique name that I created. Um, thank you. Uh, you're smart. Somebody needs to create a plaque for John. <laughs> That's right, for your hanger. Um, yeah, I was thinking about that. Um, I think when we were first conceiving the idea of the podcast, I suggested that we would do a weekly show at like 30 minutes per episode. <laughs> yeah, how'd that work out for you? <laughs> that didn't work. <laughs> Not so good. Um, but yeah. Review us on iTunes, and uh, that's it. Cool. All right. Well, then, until next time, we are those guys with ships, and this has been our community podcast. See you guys. See you later. See ya. See ya.